At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Greetings, John, for we have much to discuss. We postponed this podcast until Friday, and I'm really glad we did. Did anything happen? I mean, did did anything really happen these last two days? Well, I don't know if anything actually has happened yet, but... (laughs) uh, Well, fair, fair, fair. fair. The pre-happening has happened. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's get into this immediately. Kevin Durant's trade request to the nets and i've fastidiously not read anything that you've written on this uh i've assumed you didn't listen to my three hour dunked on prime last night so let's just uh, hit your initial thoughts here on what's mm-hmm. going to happen now so the biggest thing is they don't actually have to trade him i mean he, he signed for four more years um sean marks could theoretically daryl Morey this and take it all the way through the year if he if he wanted to um which would just be but, well they have to pain. trade him at some point to be but you do have to like trade him at some yeah, yeah they're not going to hold on to him and generally also i think you get more for guys in the offseason than you do at the deadline i think that's generally true and the other thing is it's just much easier to construct the trades in the offseason uh, you right. can fiddle with numbers. You can do sign and trades. You can have 23 guys in your roster or whatever. Not 23, actually, but you can have more than the legal limit. So there's just a lot of uh, a lot of different ways you can take this uh, in the offseason that you can't do during the during the regular uh, year. So I think you're right that they do go ahead and and move him at some point this summer. And I think it almost goes without saying that they don't want Kyrie around and they're going to move him too. Although it seems like there's really only one trade available for them there. I think there should be more trades available for Kyrie, but we can, we can get to that. So I guess my initial thought, the two teams on his list are Phoenix and Miami. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned holding on to him, not holding on to him to actually have him play probably, but because, and there is this well-established playbook. The Nets saw it six months ago when James Harden was working his way out of town. As long as you're willing to put up with a little bit of friction, which Ben Simmons wasn't, but I'm sure, yeah, I don't know if KD actually would be. Like, I think he kind of views himself as enough of a professional that maybe you wouldn't be like do the james harden thing but there are ways to get yourself out of town not only brooklyn but also somewhere kd might be traded where he doesn't want to go despite having four years remaining on his deal and so that's where the interplay comes now are the nets going to be limited to the places that kd wants to go is there like a hybrid ground where all right we'll at least give say the new orleans pelicans a chance to sell kd on finishing his career in new orleans and his future there like is that a possibility are they just gonna say fuck it and we'll trade you somewhere else but then that team isn't gonna want to give up as much in theory for a guy who doesn't want to be there or maybe they feel like hey we'll Kawhi Leonard him and and we can convince him and we're willing to take that risk so just this dynamic of player empowerment having an unhappy employee versus you got four years left on your deal how is that going to play out so I think first of all I think it's one thing for Anthony Davis six months ahead of his free agency to say I'm going to Los Angeles you can trade me there or I can go there on my own it's completely different for a guy with four years left on his deal to say, I want to go to Phoenix or Miami. It's, uh, it's, I think it's unrealistic to have a list with only two teams on it. Uh, you know, we saw even like in Jimmy Butler's situation, I think the list was a little bit longer than that, right? I, I think if you're the Nets, 
there are two things. One, I think you go back to Durant and be like, really? Two teams? That's it? You get like you got four years left on your deal. You have no leverage. If we don't like the deals from these guys, we're not we're not trading you. Is there somewhere else? Uh, you know, can can you give us five, six teams? Like give us something to work with here. And then uh, you met or you may just call his bluff and trade him if another team feels confident enough. Like the L.A. Clippers were not on his list, but would he really turn down a chance to play with Kawhi? Yeah, maybe he. Well, you know, I don't know. Possibly, actually. And Woj's reporting on this has indicated that one of the reasons that he wants to move on in theory is Golden State winning this title without him. And so I don't know if he's interested in going somewhere where he wouldn't be the true lead dog, where it would kind of be somebody else's team still. Now, the Sun, I mean, he definitely would easily be the best player on the Suns. You know, how the KD Chris Paul dynamic would work would be an interesting one in a lot of ways. But, you know, he still would be clearly the best player there. So I, I'm not going to try and get in his head about what he wants necessarily, but uh, at this point in time, but that is going to matter. And we'll just have to get some more reporting on that rather than speculating. So there's a couple of elements here. I'll leave it to you which one you want to discuss next. One of these is just independent of whether Katie even wanted to go there, who should be making offers for him? Who does it even make sense to try to deal him to? So that's, that's one question. And then a related question. So yeah, let's, let's answer that question for a section now as I, as I think through it. Let's just go through all the teams in the league. You tell me, you're running these teams. Which of these teams uh, are you interested in even trying to trade for KD that also you know might have a realistic package, right? So we'll start Atlanta? Yes. Boston? Yes. Charlotte? Maybe not. I don't. I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Particularly, I mean, because you're going to have to give up a ton, right? I mean, we're ta- we're we don't know how much that'll be. That's going to be the next component of of my question. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, presumably there's nothing you can do to get him unless you include Lamelo. Exactly. I, I don't. I exactly. don't know what. Like, uh, I mean, maybe you could just go full draft and hey, we're Charlotte and we suck and that'll be enough for, for them. But <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Chicago, I don't think they have the scratch. I mean, unless they wanted to move <laughs> DeRozan sa- for him. How sad how sad is that? Like uh yeah. anyway. Okay, let's move Cleveland. on. Cleveland. I say no. I think you're not good enough. Like, yeah, uh, you don't want to include Mobley, so you probably can't get him. If and if you do include Mobley, you're not good enough still to win. And you've, I mean, now I would say just Evan Mobley straight up for Kevin Durant without any further picks is actually a fair trade. Like, I wouldn't be give throwing more stuff in. That's another component yeah. we can talk about in a second. Yeah, Dallas can't do it. Denver yeah. probably can't do it. I would if say. if Porter had been healthy, there's like there's such an obvious Denver trade, but yeah. without and, and even that, Jamal Murray hasn't proven that he's healthy either. Yeah, you know, maybe. exactly. Detroit not ready yet, I don't think. Nope. And uh, you know, I mean, who who would that that be? Jaden Ivey? I guess, obviously you want to keep Kate. Golden State is out. Houston, <laughs> yeah, not ready yet. Indiana, Correct. not ready yet. Right. Clippers, yeah, go ahead and try and do it. Lakers, go ahead and try and do it. Neither of you guys has the assets. Most likely, you know, if maybe. Maybe it'd be Paul George. I think the Clippers, the Clippers could do it with with a trade around Paul George. Well, and that's another question too of what should the Nets actually be wanting right now? Yeah, Memphis. I would say yes for sure. And I, I would say I would, I would say yeah. I don't know if they would agree with that. I think their conception no. of their team is that they are a very long term right. team and that they have a very long window ahead of them, and that's why like they traded Melton for a first, they let Kyle Anderson walk, and you know basically drafted Jake Laravia into his spot. It's it's interesting to see how this plays out because their depth really carried them quite a bit last year. And Melton and Anderson were really good. So that that's going to be an interesting little thing to watch, especially if Jaron Jackson is out at the start of the year. Yeah, I, I would do it as Memphis. If I, I, I think they should because I don't think I, – I think the way John Morant plays, you're not guaranteed this crazy long window. Completely agree. Miami, yeah, try and do it yep. again, for sure. Milwaukee, can't do it. Ah! What do you think, uh, Middleton? A package built around Middleton with a who is overpaid and a couple of years left on his contract. He's still got about, one year left on his contract, right? Yeah. What about Holiday? Holiday and Middleton. That I mean, that's kind of the one I was thinking. Like, would you maybe do Holiday and Middleton for Durant? God, I mean, I th- that would be a terrible deal for the for the Nets. I think. Um, I mean, Durant, Giannis. Thanasis, you and me probably could get to the second round of the playoffs in the East, right? You might want to uh, check my medical history on that. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a possibility I've been red flagged. <laughs> I can still give a hard foul, Nate. It's the last skill that goes. <laughs>
Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you. And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns. You can customize things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets, and you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style. So level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use the code PER. Easy to remember because John and Benedict used PER to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O, Indochino.com. And don't forget that PER code to let them know you came from us. I remember after college, before I was going to move on to the next chapter of my life, my buddy and I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina to work some summer jobs and hang out. We had a great time, except for his car. His car was awful. We called it the POS. It was like a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. We're allowed to talk about Oldsmobile now that it's a defunct brand, right? Is that okay? This thing had the turning radius of a World War I battleship, broke down all the time, just a, a miserable vehicle to drive. And when customers are rushing to your store, you want a point of sale system that you can trust, not a real POS like my buddy's car. You need Shopify for retail. It makes it easy to accept payments, manage orders, and build relationships with customers. You can sell in person, backed by everything that you need to sell online, track every sale across your business in one place, know exactly what's in stock, connect with customers in line and online. You can drive in-person store traffic with plug-and-play tools for marketing campaigns on social media. Get great hardware that fits your business, accept credit cards, mobile payments, every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PER. All lowercase, easy to remember slash PER because John invented PER. Go to shopify.com slash PER to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash PER. Uh, Minnesota doesn't want to put Anthony Edwards in. Can't trade Carl Anthony Towns for a year. I, I mean, I think that. I mean, we're talking about whether they should be. I, I think they should be. I disagree. I don't think. I don't think you're winning with Carl Anthony Towns and Kevin Durant. I mean, maybe you guess you've got these guys for a while, and you could try to build around them. Eh, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. Like that's the thing, though. In, in a market like that, where you just finally made the playoffs, and you finally have a long runway of teams that should be pretty good. It's short. It's short. Durant. It's short and runway. Absolutely. Because here's yeah. the here's the thing about KD also. Like to me, yeah, I know KD's on a four-year deal, but for competitive purposes of like him being like capital letters KD, I think he's really more on a two-year deal. I think that's fair. Ter- as yeah. like the part that you want. Yeah. New Orleans, yeah, I think so. New York, yeah. Nets will never trade him there. OKC, I think they're just they're too many young pieces. Like they obviously have plenty of pieces. It would take such surgery though to build the team up to be ready to win within two years. I don't think they could do it. Yeah. Orlando is a no. Philly, I don't think they could do it. I mean, you, you would obviously be willing to offer Tyrese Maxey. I don't know if KD wants to go there either. That would be one where I think it would only work if KD was like, yeah, they this is the only team I want to go to. Because you're not gonna tra- you're not gonna trade Embiid for KD. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the package would be Harris and and Maxi and whatever else you can cobble together. I mean, um, make make the call, but you're getting hung up on immediately. Phoenix, yes. Portland, you want to pair them with Lillard? I don't really think they have enough though. There's no center. I mean, Shaden Sharp is probably your centerpiece there. Yeah. I love Shaden Sharp. I would actually consider a package with him. I mean, let's see how Shaden Sharp looks at Summer League, right? A couple of big yeah. Summer League games that could really yeah, boost him up. We're on our way. <laughs> 
uh, I, I would I would want him obviously if I'm poor to pair him with Damian. Like absolutely, you got to look at that. And I and I would tie, trade anything that's not tied down. That I think, given Lillard's time, Sacramento no, San Antonio no, Toronto hard yes, yeah, and then Utah no, Washington I'm sure would love to do it, but they um. Why is Utah now? Oh, Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Huh. That's actually pretty interesting. And Mitchell kind of wants to be in New York, although he's always been tied with the Knicks and CAA and all that shit, but yeah that's interesting that's very interesting um you know is that you know utah's kind of lost a bunch of the other guys that were important there but yeah i mean trading donovan mitchell for kd defensively would be pretty nice too considering they have a slight gap at the three right now yeah okay so that's a lot of teams that would be interesting more kind of than i thought wizards. it would be do we do we discuss wizards do we have to yeah yeah <laughs> so that's a lot of teams i'm not sure so i think what it comes down to unless kd really puts his foot down the Nets should have plenty of external leverage to push this up so the question to me becomes if you're the utah jazz and KD is like, no, nah, I don't want to go there. I'm sorry. Would you trade Donovan Mitchell for him? Or are you going to go the rebuilding picks rot with Donovan Mitchell instead? You know, that's just an example. We don't even need to get into that. Yeah. I. It's funny because, you know, all these teams, like, basically, they should be offering their best player for Kevin Durant, right? But you also don't ever want it to get out that you offered your best player to trade like that. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting political dynamic. I mean, that... The Nets have been pretty good about uh, keeping keeping things quiet, at, at least when I dealt with them. Um, so I mean, yeah. I mean, well, definitely it, it some stuff. Little, it, it, I don't think the, that you can keep it quiet at this point, particularly yeah. because KD anything that gets anywhere close is going to get run by KD. Well, so I think it stays quiet. Uh, in the preliminary part, but yeah, once it once it gets close, then you have then you have a, they, once it gets close, you need it to get finished, and other, otherwise you have a problem, right? Like if you're Miami and you offer Jimmy Butler for Kevin Durant, they better say yes, right? Because yeah. other, otherwise you have a problem internally. Um, so everyone is saying, hey, he's got four years left on his contract. This is going to be an historic return. You agree? I'm not sure it's going to be historic. I. I mean, I don't think they're going to get the Paul George return. That yeah, was historic so a, a reminder, because it basically yeah. basically came with a free Kawhi Leonard attached. Right. And, and here here's the other thing I would say on that too, just in general. Even if PG or some of these guys we've seen traded, AD, for example, have only a year or two left in their contract, the idea was they were going somewhere they wanted to be and you could re-sign them. And now you're talking about having five, six years of a guy who's in his prime as opposed to KD, as I was saying, I mean, maybe teams just don't see it this way they just think teams certainly kind of forget about how old guys are and just assume they're gonna be good forever and kd certainly has the game to age that way yeah but at some point like we haven't seen a guy older than 35 ever be the centerpiece of a championship team mm-hmm. uh you know maybe you could say kareem in 1985 but but he had they had just a little bit of talent around him you know, otherwise yeah. lebron at 35 and jordan at 35 and steph at 34 and kd's going to turn 34 in the fall um and i think kd the way he played last year like could join that group like he could still be very good for the next two years possibly three years but it's not like you can't trade for the guy and envision this future where you're riding off into the sunset seven or eight years from now and he's extended there once like the way you could with ad or paul george and Kawhi. so i don't think that this will be i I, because to me for example like i just said evan mobley for kd straight up is fair i don't think the Cavs would have to throw more in even before you think of like, well, you know, they're not ready to win anyway, so it doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. Or Scotty Barn for KD. What about that? Like, what, I actually, I, I don't even, in? I don't even know if I would do that if I was Toronto. Oh, I would, but I, you know, I'm lower on Scotty Barnes than a lot of people are because Toronto and Toronto's ready to win right now. Think at KD, like they're, I mean, that defense is ridiculous. They'll have you know, some pretty good scoring. Like they, they'll, I, I think they're, and they could also maybe make a move or two for a shooter. They would still have more picks to give up as well like that i would make that move because i think that team is i think that team's the favorite if they get kd i want to see them trade van vliet and trent for kd and just have a lineup that's all fours like the whole rotation is just like six eight fours yeah they just got auto porter too yeah exactly it'll be perfect (laughs) 
So yeah, I, 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 to me, like, how many All Star games do you think Scotty Barnes is going to make in his career? And do you think he will be a top ten player in the NBA? It's hard to project any player uh, and say he will be a top ten player in the league. Like most of, betting against them is easier. Most of the time, you'll be right. Sure. So the yeah. sure thing of someone who's actually a top ten player, I understand that. You just have Toronto, you're, but you're, you offset that with you're looking if this guy turns into something, you're looking at a fifteen year run with him. Yeah, I also think yeah, maybe that's true. I just I still don't think he's like quite a natural enough scorer. Like he, I think Scotty Barnes eventually is a is his ceiling is a very good number two. Like I don't see him ever being a primary offensive. Option. He maybe could get there. They're great at developing talent there, but you know I see him kind of being more similar offensively actually to like Pascal Siakam than I do seeing him being like a true number one superstar and also the other thing they have enough other young talent there that could continue to grow with kd although you still you run into the matching salary problem if you trade barn and so they'll have to get rid of some of their good guys i think that way but yeah um you, you're uh I, I think you you even if kd is in year three or four you've got enough young talent still that you might still be able to even contend as kd starts to hit the decline um I, again this is all kind of just i'm using these teams as kind of case studies i mean i don't know if toronto is interested i'm just trying to say like take it through the thought process for some of these teams so that we can say all right like how big is this package really going to be yeah and i don't think it's going to be a monstrosity i i I think the nets will start off asking for that but i think what they're going to come back to is some other lesser things are going to start looking pretty good to them now there's another angle to this too which is that is Brooklyn trading uh, Durant to suck or to still compete? And I think they're trying yeah. to still compete because Houston owns their next five drafts, right? Because usually when a team trades and rebuilds, the most valuable asset they get out of that is the increase in value of their own picks. And that 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 isn't on the table for the Nets for the next half decade. So, and based on, you know, some of the... Uh, shall we say revenue goals delineated by Joe Sy? Like I, I don't, I don't think going twenty and sixty-two is in his head at all. Um, they just traded a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal, even as all this was going on. That's another indication that whatever they're doing, they're doing it with the intent of competing this year and actually trying to win. Uh, so that sort of shifts what you're looking for. In terms of return, you're probably not looking for, you want draft picks still because you can use those in future trades. But I think the thing you want more is like good players who are 25. So that's that's, why like Bridges and Aiton, you know, Ananobi and Van Vliet or Trent or something like that. To me, that's the kind of package that would be that would be tempting for the Nets now. Yeah, now they did totally tear it down before, even without the draft picks, and they managed to build it up by doing some of the arbitrage stuff along the margins. And now I don't think that there are as many assets available for just like dumping contracts, although there may be going into the future. We'll see about mm-hmm. that because there are a lot of bad extensions that are going to be starting to happen here that, that are going to teams going to have to pay the piper on. I do think actually tanking this year would make sense because they just owe a swap to Houston. And so your backstop is Houston's pick this year, which is actually probably going to be pretty good regardless, even if you somehow jump ahead of them. How realistic would it be for them to just like straight up tank this year? I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't mind just getting off of Seth Curry and and you know maybe flip O'Neal. Joe Harris. And, yeah, Joe Harris. He might need to play a little bit to show that he's healthy, and but then maybe he would have value again as well. I think... That might be my strategy, uh, but it, you know it depends what you're actually getting in the trade. It's hard. I don't want to just get only draft picks. I think in this trade because you Kevin Durant is better than that. The only way I would want draft picks is if the team had the draft pick of another team that we thought was probably going to be pretty bad that could be juicy. But there is a, there aren't really that type of premium picks out there. Like probably the best pick that's out there right now, well, maybe is Brooklyn's own. <laughs> to <use them>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But all, like the Lakers, 24-25, deferment to the Pels is one. That, so, yeah. uh, you know, the and then some of the other ones are just owned by teams that are so bad that wouldn't be in the mix, right? I mean, I think the Pels are the only team where he conceivably could go that has other teams' draft picks that would be juiced. Yeah. So it's probably got to be players, but I would be focusing on players on rookie contracts rather than players on their second. But you almost have to take back, like, just to make the money work, like, 
and they're, yeah. you're not just getting rookie contracts. But, like, if you can get kind of a young veteran, uh, like, you know, Brandon Ingram in a Pelicans trade. like Yeah, and I guess you could also possibly, if you wanted to, reflip Ingram if you wanted to pivot again at some later point. But, yeah, of all those teams I listed, the problem becomes how many of those guys are actually still on rookie hundreds. Like, there's Scotty Barnes with Toronto. I mean, Zion Williamson, is he available? I, ooh, that would be so interesting. Like, would trade him? I would fl- yeah, I would flinch at that, and then this rookie extension he's signing is going to cause a problem too yeah it would but they could also you know maybe that could be put on hold and they could trade him and then immediately sign him to the max rookie extension there yeah i mean these other teams you know we said cleveland probably wouldn't be interested with mobley and there's not you know unless houston wanted to get him or something and try to compete again i don't think that's possible like memphis you know they don't really have a guy on a rookie scale it may be a bane but that's like he's lower scale there minnesota with anthony edwards I don't think they would do it, et cetera. So, so yeah, maybe there just isn't that guy that's on a rookie scale deal that's like good enough to be the centerpiece here. So it has to be a veteran. I think the rookie scale guy ends up being like the second guy in the trade. Like you talk yeah. about with Bain or, you know, can you get yeah, Herb or, Jones and Ingram, you know, or, or Dyson Daniels and Ingram, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, may, I mean, maybe there could be a three team trade involved as well, where the Nets get the rookie. Like if there's a team that wanted to trade a rookie scale guy who's pretty good for you know brandon ingram because he's younger rather than kd maybe you could try to work it around that way but yeah i mean the the more i think of this i mean it's probably going to just end up being phoenix if that's where he wants to go don't you think to me i i still think the most i mean the most likely ones are going to be phoenix and miami yeah uh there are complications with each of them though that make them difficult yeah not yeah, impossible but difficult with the base year with Aiton, the uh, the apron with Aiton, because it would have to be a sign and trade. Right. And then in the case of Miami, it can't be Bam Adebayo as long as Ben Simmons is still there. Well, and Miami, like Bam, you have to keep Bam Adebayo. Like he's their their best player going forward. When you consider that you're also pairing him with KD. And and I don't. I think. KD's conception of how he's going to Miami is not him being traded for Jimmy Butler, right? It's him playing with Jimmy Butler and Bam, in which case Miami doesn't really have shit to offer Brooklyn at well, that point. Three firsts, they could do some, if they amend the OKC protection, three firsts and swaps and hero Duncan Robinson and... I mean, uh, it would be Kyle Lowry, I think. It, it almost has to be Lowry if you're if you're even... Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, And, and that, that's a pretty rough contract for... A team that's trying to win as well 30 million for the next two years with him yeah um so so and i guess for phoenix it really would come down to can you hold on to mikhail bridges or not which i think they need to i I think they wouldn't have enough on the wing otherwise i mean you'd have paul booker durant and really nothing outside of those three guys like you got to hold on to bridges maybe you have cam johnson the deal ayton and then all of the draft pick that maybe that's what it what they're that that to me would be my offer if i'm phoenix and i would turn to brooklyn and say, all right, you think you think you can beat that offer? Go ahead and try. I think that'd be my approach. Huh. Wow. So it'd be like, oh, there there's another angle to this with Phoenix too, though, you know. Would they actually be willing to go into the luxury tax to put <laughs> Kevin Durant and build a super team? Oh man, that would be maybe that Sarver would be amazing. Would it, given all the allegations that he would just have to do it, he, he would he would it'd be a way to like wash away, especially after the way last year ended too, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that would be my offer if I'm being. I'd say we'll offer you our whole draft: Cam Johnson, DeAndre Ayton, whatever else needs to happen to make the money work. I haven't done the math on exactly how close that would be with the base year issues on eight. You gotta like. There's probably uh, Landry Shamit, Cameron Payne. Tory Craig type stuff that goes into that. Yeah. And then yeah, they, a couple and, of those I, a couple of those guys need to get dropped off in San Antonio too. Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, anything else you want to talk about on the KD thing? I guess we spent 30 minutes on it. That's probably long enough at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole, you know, there's the Kyrie angle too, which is, I mean, surely they're going to trade Kyrie too. Yeah. And, you know, the the Westbrook deal is the obvious one, right? Yeah, although that brings some money complications in as well. Uh, but I mean, I think if you're Brooklyn and you're you can get unprotected Lakers 27 and 29 picks there, even if you got to give up maybe one of your other decent players to make the money work, and depends on how much they save in the KD deal as well. Uh, which yeah. if there's the sign and trade thing, they'll have to save a lot of money, and so then the tax won't be as much of an issue for them. Hopefully, yeah. The the one that pretty much lines up money wise is Irving and Harris for Westbrook and Horton Tucker. Yeah. Now I guess you if you're the nets you might say hey let's do this Kyrie deal first save some money and that kind of helps us with our hard cap and you know we'll just do Harris and Irving for Westbrook and the two first do the Lakers can the Lakers take on more money I mean yeah that's another one right you're just joking about Phoenix the Lakers going like way the Lakers yeah because the Lakers are a little you know squeamish about this stuff too I think ultimately though for the I think I think you could drive that bargain if you're Bro- if you're Brooklyn. Just say, look, you're the Lakers. You're getting Kyrie. You know, yeah. Lakers wants to play Joe with them, and then the Lakers and, need and yeah, Joe Harris would help the Lakers a ton too. So that 18 million suddenly doesn't look doesn't look so bad there. So I I think you could I think you could probably do that. Maybe it's Kendrick Nunn that goes back. You know, there's a five million and not like ten times two going back, and it's a little more even. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Now I think if I were say the Dallas Mavericks, they've been informed supposedly that they're not interested in Kyrie. I mean, why not? What else are you doing? Like he's on one a one year deal, so like just give it give it a give up like now maybe they just can't beat the Lakers offer it. The Lakers are really going to offer two unprotected first, and maybe they fit the Mavs feel like that's too big of a risk. Right. But particularly if you're the Mavs and you could get off some of this bad money that they have, I guess they just maybe they would have to give up too much at that point to do it. Like they would probably have to give up two first round picks in, in a deal for Kyrie because of what their shitty matching salary. Yeah, but if you could somehow do Bertans and Hardaway. Like I think, or or if there's Dwight Powell or something, like you giving up the two first becomes a little more palatable because you know at the end of the day, I know injuries and weird shit can happen and stuff, but you've got Luca for a long enough window that you feel pretty good about your future first that you're sending not blowing up in your face. Yeah, if I could get off a Hardaway and Bertans because their salary goes into next year, and then you could actually have thirty-four million in cap space next year if you just decide to move on from Kyrie, or you could extend it. Yeah, you actually, yeah, you actually have a pretty good cap space situation. Uh, excuse me, unbelievably. John. Utah is trading Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. What? Woj just tweeted it. Whoa! So that's got to be Whoa. Russell going back, right? I mean, we, we can we'll wait to see what the terms are. We have to like play detective in real time, but it's funny because okay, Holy so let's talk God. about this. Do you believe in Gobert playing next to Towns? Oh gosh, I mean, kind of. <laughs> Like defensively, yeah. You know, I think we've seen these twin towers groups work reasonably well on defense. If you're at the absolute highest levels, maybe not. That's right? what I'm but wondering like, is how is it, how is, I guess you're trying to, like, wh- who are you asking Towns to guard then? Uh, just whoever, whatever shitty four there is on the other team. And you're just trying to keep them out of the, out of the pick and roll and have. Well, well or you just, you blitz it with Towns, but then you got Gobert on the back line, you know, same, same way that you know you'd see the bucks play like with portis and Giannis together for example you know where okay you, just, you put two on the ball you hope to like force some turnovers or on that initial play and then you got gobert on the back line to clean it up huh all right all right here we go here's the terms malik beasley oh so no d'angelo malik beasley patrick beverly walker kessler jared vanderbilt and multiple first round picks for gobert and so i mean that donovan mitchell is like that's not a real return right like that's not a you're not going to donovan mitchell and saying hey we're gonna be just as good as we were last year with that return right no so maybe the mitchell trade is gonna happen now but what what is the mitchell trade uh, <laughs> the new york knicks have seven first round draft picks they could trade that would be yeah that would be that would be the one right yeah i don't know how so 
so multiple first round picks. That's uh, that's at least two. That's a, a do over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's so, get back to what you were talking about with Minnesota, though. And the shout out, shout out, Brian Windhorst, by the way, for calling this out this morning that that Utah was going to rebuild. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was wondering. We didn't get a chance to talk much about the O'Neill thing. I was wondering though of like, like I thought that was a good trade for Utah because I don't think O'Neill's that good. But yeah, I don't think he's like, worth the first uh, round pick. Yeah, who's, who's playing small forward for this team? Yeah. So so the Wolves hold on to D'Angelo, although he's still expiring after this year. They they don't really have much else to trade. I mean, I admit this is either two or three first round pick. Uh, yeah, this is going to be fascinating. Yeah, Leandro Balmaro also. That's a big so, one. Yeah, this is. I mean, this so that's like you know the last two firsts for Minnesota and two more. Wow. So I. I, I mean, the Jazz, are they going to go for like Wembenyana this year? Is that what's happening? Sure sounds like it. They've had good luck with French centers there. So Yeah. And also, I think like, yeah, no, they have had a good look at that. So how good is this Minnesota team now? What's interesting is that they just extended Torian Prince and signed Kyle Anderson too, which I thought they were doing at the four, but it almost feels like those guys are playing a lot of three now, right? If, you, if you're playing Gobert with Towns and you just traded, I mean, they, they, I mean, I guess there are moments where, you know, you get in your second unit or whatever, they'll, they'll be the fours, but still. I, I mean, maybe they just didn't know that this was going to happen until today. Maybe. Uh, and, and Patrick Beverly, by the way, player, is, like, I, yeah, I think he's really underrated, but he's playing Kyle Anderson with Rudy Gobert is not great though. Like Kyle Anderson is best when he could play with shooters around him. Like I love Kyle Anderson playing next to Carl Towns. Uh, not as crazy about Anderson with Gobert because then I think it's just too easy to um, like he almost ends up hanging out in the corner with nobody guarding him in those situations. So uh, that's going to get interesting. Patrick Beverly, by the way, is probably going to get rerouted. We've got to think, right? Well, yeah, and so will Beasley, and and uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, even Vanderbilt. Like I think uh, everything may be available now in Utah. <laughs> So. Yes. Yeah. Anything. Anything that isn't and, nailed And down. also, uh, big loser here, the Thunder, who had the Jazz top ten protected pick in 20, 2022 or twenty twenty four. Um. In any event, though, Ooh. so it seems like the theory that that obligate. Wait, wait, wait. This is really yeah. in, in, interesting. You know, that wow. protected pick does not turn into seconds. It extinguishes if it is not conveyed by twenty twenty six. It does go down to top eight protection. It'll probably still go. It goes down to top eight. There's four that, years. It'll it'll probably convey. I'm just saying. Little little more nervous in OKC now. Maybe should have uh, thrown that one in the Usman Deng trade. So and uh, I mean, if Donovan Mitchell is available, he's got three years left on his deal. John, like, is yeah. he a better asset for some of these teams than Kevin Durant? I mean, they're not necessarily. It's not necessarily the same teams. Wow. Uh, so let's, let's talk more Wolves here, though, because it seems like the theory of their team is going to be Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. You three guys are responsible for the offense, and everyone else is just going to defend. <laughs> we have no shooting outside of you yeah. three guys. We're just going to load up. We're going to just be massive. Chris Finn you're an offensive genius figure this shit out and and it's the other thing that's fascinating too i would say john is the cleveland cavaliers and the boston celtics have totally changed this league by having success playing two bigs together again and actually the maybe you could put the box in that category too although that's yeah. a little bit different because brooke lopez shoot but the idea of like hey we're gonna actually play two center size guys all right one of them has to be able to shoot but we're still gonna have two center size guys together and hey we're gonna wall off the rim and all right, yeah, you know, you might be able to like attack Carl Anthony Towns one on one a little bit on the perimeter, but oh, by the way, we got Rudy Gobert behind him. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that's this Twin Towers thing is like very in vogue now. I'm still interested to see how this works in practice. Um, Oh yeah, um, this is gonna be fascinating. I can't wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, D- Danny, I, I I can't wait to talk to Danny about this because he just like lo- he loves rim protecting centers. He's just gonna be very interested to discuss this. Whew. All right, yeah. I guess we'll see how many mul- how many picks is multiple first round picks. Yeah, but yeah, how good is that Wolves team? Just off the top of your head? Oh, I mean that's <laughs> yeah. That's a good team now. With uh, uh, like, I mean, it's all just how much does Anthony Edwards develop, right? If Anthony Edwards is like a true All Star level of player, I mean, it's not a perfect fit, but like you got three All Stars. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, we'll. See, I guess we Edwards development is a big part of it because yeah. some nights he's that guy, but some nights he's just not. But they. 
they added some stuff here, man. Like they, huh. They didn't really give up anything that was massively valuable, at least for the short term. And they got, and they got an all-star. Like, yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna move up. Like Towns, Towns Gobert, regardless of our quibbling about if it's, if it's optimizes their talents or whatever, like that's gonna be a handful to deal with. And, and oh, that, hello. And like, Four first round pick. Wow. And so that alone. Kessler and Leandro Bolmero. They hung on to Wendell Moore Jr. Well, though. I guess it can't it can't be protected. All of them except the last one. All of them have to be unprotected if it's four first round picks. Otherwise they yeah, can't. Yeah, because it. it would be it would be 23, 25, 27, and 29. They could be protected. They could yeah, just be like... Yeah, they just turn into nothing or suck into The Derek something. White. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Minnesota uh, already is yeah. out its second round picks in 2003, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 as well. Although they have a Knicks second rounder. Uh, so in- interesting times in Minnesota. Wow. Uh, by the way, this kicks ass for Utah. I love that they did. Like this Danny Ainge hire was awesome. And he... He, like, Windhorse, you mentioned he called it yesterday. Like, he is not fucking around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, unprotected in 23, 25, 23, 27. 25, 27. Yeah. Swap in 26, top five protected in 29. Holy fuck. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, you wrote this column on Gobert trade options, and I will admit, like, I thought you were a little high on what he might garner. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when you consider, like, his contract uh, and, like, what that's going to look like in three years from now as well. Yeah, so Minnesota, they just identified Rudy Gobert as the guy. I mean, he's definitely a guy that analytics loves. Sachin has had his fingerprints on this. Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez have wanted to make big splashes. But let me ask you again. Let's let's do the hierarchy in the West. No, we, we're not going to assume Phoenix has Kevin Durant yet. I would say this team is better in the regular season than they are in the playoffs, probably due to the versatility aspect. And also that I think yeah. the lack of shooting could really come back to hurt them in the playoffs and Gobert offensively in the playoffs has not been very good. Yes. I still have Golden State ahead of them. Yeah. Healthy Denver. That's that's interesting. That's very interesting. What's that? Uh Dallas, uh, you know, having lost Brunson, they're probably you know, that that's we'll see what happens with Dallas and, and like their inability to play as much five out is probably a problem. So I don't know. They're probably in the same group as Dallas to me right now. Phoenix without KD, I it's probably still better than them, I would say. Well, but I guess we'll see what happens with Aiton, obviously, there too. Yeah. Uh hey, remember when Portland was feeling pretty good about uh some of the moves that they made? Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be right uh, right in the mix for that plan. Yeah. Um New Orleans. If Zion comes back and he's Zion, that team could be pretty nasty too. We'll see. Uh but they're probably below Minnesota as of now until we see how it works. Memphis I agree. Probably still uh, ahead of Minnesota in the regular season at least. And Clippers yes. are ahead of them. Yes. So they got a lot better. They gave up all these picks. They really can't do anything else now. And I mean, are they I would say my money would be on them not being a top four seed in the West next year and then being worse in the playoffs than they are in the regular. Maybe it works better than we think, but there's also a big possibly this happen this is worse than I think than we think it'll be. I, I can't say I like it for these guys that much. I as I look at this, I mean Gobert's contract too, like they overpaid him on that extension. Well, apparently not, uh, even though I think because they got fucking well, four first-round picks for him, <laughs> and two recent first-round picks, and a swap. Yeah. So I don't. Apparently, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is insane. I can't believe they got this much. Like, like who else was offering anywhere close to this for Gobert? That's the part. That's the part I don't get. I mean, I'm sure there was interest from Atlanta or Chicago or whatever, but they really drove a hard bargain on this. 
And man. And, and I mean, maybe and, you and, use the internal leverage, but like everyone kind of knew they were going to trade him anyway. Yeah. I mean, they they didn't really get anything back in terms of players. It was, it was all, it's all picks. And so you could argue the first two of those picks are likely to be in the 20s. But man, that's a lot for go. Their their cap is going to be really tight now, especially once I mean, Colbert Towns. They're 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 locking in a pretty good team, but I think they're also taking some high end things off the table. Like they had, a, we were talking about them in terms of the KD thing not 20 minutes ago, right? And saying that well, they had this longer runway, so maybe it doesn't make sense for them to go all in. You know, on a Durant move. Instead, they do the same thing on Gobert. Yeah. As I think about this, yeah. yeah, I I think this is really good for Utah and maybe not so great for for Minnesota, even though it does help them in the short term. God, John. I mean, like, what is the Mitchell sweepstakes going to be like? And I guess it's just at that point, though, Leon Rose maybe even had an idea that this was happening to move back from 11 and get three first-round picks as well to really, you know, possibly sweeten the pot there. And so... Yeah, I mean, I guess they could, they could, they could trade eight first if they really wanted to. Wow. All right. I'm going to need some more time to process this, get it, get everything into the sheet. We'll talk more about it on Dunked On today, but I'm initial thoughts are I I love it for the Jazz. I love the decision for the Jazz. They're not letting this like all star game bullshit stop them from doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I would have loved Danny Ainge when so if someone ever brought up like, yeah, you know, we have the all star game this year. Like, we really move these guys. And Danny Ainge, like looks across and like slams a bunch of championship rings down on the table he's like do you think i care about a fucking all-star game (laughs) (laughs) pretty much right that that yeah i mean like honestly like we 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 had some skepticism about this hire and but nobody else could have done this i don't think except for danny and would have had the cachet to come into utah dude yeah and and, i mean i guess we're not assured that mitchell is going to be traded like right now but he will be within a year there's no chance now at this point yeah and you know as we think about it the other uh clue in the tea leaves was when they didn't uh make a qualifying offer to eric paschal (laughs) right donovan's good buddy because up to that point they had been all about doing everything for donovan right yeah and that was kind of the first tell that okay hey this might be different uh so i guess maybe the last thing i would say about this minnesota deal is this happened because carl anthony towns can't defend and yeah carl anthony towns is a great offensive player but part of why he's such a great offensive player is that he plays the five and he's probably being guarded by fives and the whole theory of him was if he could ever defend well enough you could actually put great shooting around him and he would be totally unstoppable and i think this is this move is at the same time going all in on carl anthony towns as a superstar while being necessary because he has weaknesses that he's not really that much of a super that's that I, that'll be like my <laughs> final my final thought on this and like like he's to yeah. me he's just not he's not a good enough player and didn't give you enough of a window to make it worth making this move like do you think they're winning a championship with this are they even a, a true championship contender no no i don't think so either and maybe it'll like maybe ant will be so good but if ant was gonna be so good then you could have done some other stuff instead of this um so i i'm uh like they're definitely doing everything they can to win right now and they're trying to capitalize on this momentum that the franchise has and all that but it just it seems like yeah like i don't see them being a top four team in the west still definitely not in the playoffs and so yeah. at that point uh you don't make a move like this unless you're gonna be a championship contender and i don't think they are and i don't think they will be they would need i mean they would need outsized uh development from edwards to really factor into that right and and if that was going to happen then you could have been in a much better position with him still on a rookie deal and towns and all of your ammo to maybe go get someone who would fit a little bit better than this and also by the way wouldn't be making like 45 million dollars when he's 32 or 33 as edwards is coming into his prime and maybe even as towns is going to prime yeah yeah, I even these even these last two years on Gobert's deal, I think it, yeah, it's going to be negative. I think so. This yeah, I mean, wow, like, but like Tim Connolly coming in and fucking doing this, wow, that's I mean, ballsy on both ends, right? Yeah. Well, how much money does he get if like the franchise value goes up by X amount in the next five years? Yeah. Like maybe this makes oh. the franchise value go up at least to, yeah. if you know yeah. you're going to be in the playoffs for the next few years. Like like they could easily have just taken a step back this year if they had brought 
brought the same group back like that was a possibility yeah yeah uh all right we got maybe like 15 minutes left here we our whole plan got sidetracked what did you really like what do you not really like out of the first day of free agency those piddling little taxpayer mle <laughs> contracts <laughs> barely even worth our time yeah that so the two that i really liked were bruce brown to denver and delon Wright. uh excuse me uh i'm wrong former grizzly uh kyle anderson to minnesota uh i was i've been very critical of the nuggets because i think they're basically wasting the prime years of of the best player they will ever have in the history of their franchise uh by trying to cut payroll and dodge the tax Bruce Brown takes them back into the tax. So, hey, maybe they end up paying it this year. Who knows? Um, But also on value, that is a, I think that's just a great contract. I just think he's a much better player than what he's getting paid like right now. I think he could fill a role that Denver needs. Um, I think it's extremely unfortunate that the Nuggets signed DeAndre freaking Jordan to be their backup center. Oh, wait, uh, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to interrupt you here. Okay. This is the most important live reaction that we've ever had on the show. Okay. Your colleague at The Athletic, Shams Jarania, uh-huh. free agent guard, Howell Neto, is signing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Thank goodness. You know, I'd been worried all week that friend of the show, Howell Neto, would be... <laughs> squeezed out in in uh, Washington by the acquisitions of Monty Morris and DeLon Wright. What a what a relief. Just just tremendous tremendous news all around. So this this has been like a perfect show today. It really has. It, it puts a bookend on it. If only we could end the show now, but uh you, you're <laughs> saying you so yeah, you're saying it's unfortunate they signed DeAndre. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with DeMarcus Cousins now. I guess they I mean, he really helped them a lot. I don't know if he's going to have about the minimum. Maybe he just comes back there too and DeAndre is like the third center or something. But yeah, that that was a little weird to to get DeAndre. Uh, so, I mean, I love what Philly did. Uh, the way I characterize that briefly is I think now, in contrast to last year, now they have enough around James Harden, Joel Embiid, and you know, maybe you can throw Tyrese Maxey into that mix too, but really Harden and Embiid. They now have enough around those guys that it's on those guys. Like, I don't think they had the excuse that, like, our team was too fucked up. We had no depth. And, you know, maybe Tucker gets hurt or something. But it, at least as these guys project on paper, they added three really good 3D players some of the best guys to change teams via free agency like they got probably the best small forward who's going to change teams by free agency unless Warren recovers they got the best power forward to change teams by free agency and then they Wait, got Melton who might be one of the best you know non who's the, be- who's the best teams. small who's the best small forward to change teams you're saying house yeah I, I really like house a lot actually okay character aside I, I thought he really took a step forward defensively in the playoffs he should have played more and he can he can hit shots well enough and, and has done that for so i i actually like and t- as a bench piece he's so much better from a three and d standpoint than anyone else that they've had there well that and see that's where we agree like okay now they have like real forwards that they can plug into a role and they're not either one-way guys like ty bull or you know they have a or, team that actually fucking makes sense now like they don't have some guy who's just out there and like can't make a shot outside of two feet and or won't shoot inside of two feet like yeah, this is a or real it's, or it's or it's Niang and they're going after him on defense in every play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now they have a real team that you got that Harden and Bead pick and roll, you got Maxi uh, attacking from the wings. Like this is this team makes sense. It is not like you can't look at the supporting cast and be like, "Oh, like they're ruining it for Joel and Harden." So now we're just now we're going to find out if those guys can deliver in the playoffs because they've had both of them so many disappointments, some injury related, some just because their games haven't been that good. Yeah, and then We'll see what kind of deal James Harden gets. I mean, the the whisper number is you know three years around you know between 100 and 110, which will keep him just under the apron, and is a it's a tolerable contract for James Harden, even if he declines a little from here. Okay, what else do we need to talk about from the the first couple of days? What's up with that Javale deal? Like you usually when you play a guy off the court in the playoffs, you don't immediately turn around and re-sign him on the first day of free agency. I my theory on it is. It's like Tice from last year that it was just kind of done. And then they were able to pick up Christian Wood and just didn't know they were going to be able to. That's the only but way. It makes you're sense. not allowed to negotiate a deal until like 6 p.m., I thought, on the 30th. John, I'm afraid uh, <laughs> I might have some news. Are you telling me that whole time I was in the front office and was just waiting, waiting, waiting until until it was 9 p.m. back then? Are you telling me that other teams were having contact before then and negotiating deals? 
wheels. So that's I never would have done I never would have done such a thing. But in all seriousness, you could get in trouble with the league if you did that. Yeah, you might re- lose a rate a late second round pick. Yeah. Um yeah. But what did you think of Jalen Brunson's decision day? Shuttling between meetings. I, I mean to the yeah, that was I, I thought that was uh <laughs> performance very solid, art very solid window dressing on on the whole <laughs> uh, yeah that, that was that was some some solid uh caa hand holding uh, among uh, all the people doing that reporting but in any event yeah dallas i mean i think they're i loved the wood trade for them but i mean they have to be a big loser this offseason like they just lost their second best player for nothing and yeah. they could have offered enough to keep him i think they just didn't like they just assumed like this new york thing wasn't going to happen or something or i mean and you could say like like if you're willing to offer him 22 a year like why wouldn't you just offer 20 like what difference does it make unless you made all these terrible decisions previously so that you're still in the tax without brunson now way in the tax yeah like the idea that that wasn't why they wouldn't go further i mean i just i'm sorry i just don't buy that yeah and and like brunson is he's gonna be fine on this contract like it's not they're overpaying him by like three or four million like that doesn't matter when you just made the conference finals and like he's like the five out way that they wanted to play he was just so important to that like they don't i don't know how they're supposed to replace him i'm sure they think with dinwiddie well okay but then how are you going to replace dinwiddie uh yeah frank nilakina no yeah i mean they had so much success with this whole five out thing guys driving like they're just they didn't have that much talent but they were so hard to play again yeah and i think they've really lost a lot of that now yeah and, and like is christian wood gonna play the four like javelin was said to mcmahon he's coming in thinking he's gonna start christian wood playing the four i don't like that i mean that's you know twin towers of gobert and carl anthony downs is one thing um you said dallas what is milwaukee i actually liked what they did really okay why wouldn't you i mean you have your taxpayer mid-level and that's all you have right what why wouldn't you take a shot at joe Ingles? um because he couldn't defend at all last year at age 34 tore his acl and is now 35 and won't be ready until probably february and then he he still is a one-way player who can't stay in front anybody okay you can't you can't fault management for not spending like they're 25 million into the tax right now like they are willing to spend i think they've just done going back to the pj tucker decision i think they've just done it very poorly like they're just getting all these one-way players like bobby portis yeah they had the wink wink to resign him i don't know why they even Mm -hmm. needed to do the wink wink last year like that's a huge salary number for a team that at some point has finite resources and like bobby portis can't defend in the playoffs either so you're just putting so much pressure on Giannis and drew and Middleton and I guess Brooke Lopez like these these are like Joe Ingles to me is not going to be a playoff guy like I don't think he survives in that in that Boston series that they just lost like why are you spending you're going to spend like you know 20 million 30 million in cash on Joe Ingles for a guy who probably shouldn't be playing in the playoffs like that just doesn't make sense to me I could say like would would Bruce Brown have been have been better if that option was available to them I could, I could see that I mean the other thing with Milwaukee though I mean you do need guys out there who can shoot yeah that's the one thing right you saw them go have that execrable playoff shooting performance for every series that they've ever been in other than like the last two last year and you're like all right at least joe ingles will make a shot yeah the 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 real thing that i think kind of put them behind the eight ball a little bit is the uh the grayson allen extension because now they're like they're i mean they're 26 million in the tax now uh i wonder if they're going to try to move off of him and hill it looks to me like pat Connaughton that opt-in that that had some serious wink wink behind it i'm sure like we may be hearing about an extension there soon i would think yeah well yeah i mean allen or hill they got to move on from one of those two guys i think they did get west matthews back on the minimum which uh yeah and javon carter who i you know i thought for what for what they need him to do like i thought he fit pretty well once he got there last year no i I think actually that i'm not going to say the series turned but it was a downgrade when george hill started playing over him in that series yeah but still i i don't think the bucks really made themselves better like they needed and maybe it just wasn't possible to get it with the tax pyramid level you know let's see what tj warren signs for and what his health status is it can't be good that yeah I mean, that would be, you know, could they, they needed their version of Otto Porter last year, right? Like they could, like a veteran they could look into and, you know, maybe, maybe Ingles turns out to be that guy, but 
that 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 was is is the thing they need to try to try to get out of this yeah and maybe they're just i, I would have i mean they could have offered daniel house more than the sixers did and maybe even a bigger role too uh, again i mean now i realize not everyone could sign house and he's not a panacea like i i, I get all but uh i mean shit you could bring back dante DiVincenzo. i probably would have preferred that on it like at least he's a two-way guy in theory i know he struggled maybe a year removed from the ankle injury he could be better but at least he'll make a shot and he can defend I'm really uh, puzzled. Should we talk about Sacramento? I don't think so. <laughs> Is it, it, it? We only have limited time here. So much shit's going on. Uh, you're talking about just like the herder trade. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that at some point. Oh, oh. I mean, we haven't talked about this at all. I mean, you, I don't know if you remember this. This was uh, two days ago, John. What are your thoughts on the Dejounte Murray trade? Real quick before we go. That's that'll be, that'll be the last topic. I think that's more important to talk about. Sacramento. Uh, I thought it was the least bad thing the Hawks and Spurs could have done. Uh, the Hawks needed another person who could dribble and somebody who could guard anybody on the perimeter and had that available to them at a salary that they could fit in their salary structure, which not many guys like that can because Murray's only making like 16 the next two years. Right. Now for what they gave up, they need to be able to re-sign him when he becomes a free agent, I think. Um, so that could be a little bit of an issue. I don't know how happy he's going to be playing next to Trey these next two yeah. years. For, it's for interesting. I mean, being, supposedly he's very happy, but we'll see what that's like in practice. Exactly. Uh, Hawks were able to get one of those first back in a, in the herder trade although we'll see what kind of first it turns out to be the the murray angle from sacra from san antonio i thought made all kinds of sense even though it seems really weird at first like you're a rebuilding team why are you trading a 25 year old all-star but his contract made it hard for him to re-sign unless you committed right now to a pretty splurgy renegotiate and extend and then you still weren't sure at the end of that if he was like the guy who was good enough to really be the centerpiece of a good team so I thought cashing out their stock now was probably the smarter play. And then the biggest benefit they get from that is just the boost to their own lottery pick this year. I mean, they're in it for Victor all the way now, right? Yeah, it seems so. And I, I love the deal for them again. I think just having, like like you said, like keeping Murray around just didn't really have a point. They had a pretty darn good chance to lose him in two years anyway. And in two years where you're probably not even going to be a playoff team, there's just, and you wrote about it in your piece, of so just like, let's not be in the middle. Now, the Hawks are kind of they're going to be like minnesota east in terms of like okay are you even really a top four seed at this point and this is also in similar to what we just talked about with carl anthony towns this is we're building around trey young but oh by the way he also has these big weaknesses that we have to yeah. deal with as we build around him but yet we're going all in around him anyway yeah yeah um Oh, yeah, I do have one more thing, actually, we have to discuss. And it, it's distasteful, frankly, because of the nature of the allegations, which are extremely serious. Probably yeah. the worst that we've seen, at least in terms of, like, what's come out publicly yeah. with Miles Bridges. And obviously, you know, we're not legal experts. So there is a, a human and emotional component here that we're not, I'm not even going to say I'm, like, equipped to talk about. And But obviously, this is going to have massive consequences, it seems like, for Bridges, which surprised me when I first heard about it because we've never actually like seen anyone really get any consequences for any kind of incidents like this but this is probably the biggest like most distasteful thing to happen to a star or, or that a star did more accurately or a star level player like since the kobe colorado thing and that ended up not hurting kobe we're now in a different time and there are a lot of photos and a lot of like very severe allegations they remain allegations but the preliminary evidence is very damaging for bridges and rightfully so so like but we've never really seen this situation particularly a free agent where a guy now has like this level of toxicity to him like what's going to happen here he's radioactive uh you, you think so huh i mean yeah you you cannot you cannot send out a press release right now saying that you have signed miles bridges like no um the now at some point does that change maybe depending on how this plays out i mean the the breadcrumbs i think are a little bit um even though it, it, it technically involves a different uh uh a different transgression uh if you look at deshaun watson last year he ended up and uh, not playing right yeah um and then he got but then he got traded and got a new contract because they found one team that was willing to look past it well more more um, than one team there was like five teams well trying yeah to get. yeah uh could something like that happen here i i think right now at this early stage you have to think that's possible does he end up signing the qualifying offer does charlotte end up pulling the qualifying offer 
qualifier. I mean, all very interesting no, questions. They, they will not pull the qualifying for. I would. They, there's no way they'll. I, I there's mean, just too much. Too much to lose. Yeah, yeah, and you also you just don't. I mean, this is a, a very insensitive way for it to be for an organization, and you know, maybe it shouldn't be this way. But frankly, like you just you're going to see as an organization of like how much does this really get into the zeitgeist? Like how how much is this in the consciousness of our fans and NBA people at large, and how much are we going to get criticized? Because frankly, you know, like Darren Collison, for example, had some very disturbing allegations against him as well. Oh, he came suspension. Nobody seems to care anymore. Right. You know, is this going to be different than that? Because he's a free agent, he's about to get a, a contract and, you know, there's p- photos out there on social media and he's also like charged with a felony and like, it seems like probably going to get convicted. Uh, again, we don't know that for sure. I will presume innocence, but like that's, if you have to read the tea leaves right now, that's what, and that's what Charlotte has to do just like anyone else. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I guess it, this is just going to sit out there for now. Does he just take something that's like smaller? Like, does charlotte get less criticism if they sign him for 15 million a year instead of the max like i think in a way they probably would which again is where we just have never seen this situation in the modern nba before which is somewhat of a credit to nba players considering like all the shit that big time nfl players get into we just haven't really had that with the nba as much absolutely but i mean for this to happen like just how fucked up must that situation have been where you're about to get a life-changing payday of like over 100 million dollars lease and to have to do something like that i mean that's just like like how sick do you have to be to do that wow i mean that that's yeah. like that's really disturbing um all right so yeah i guess i that do you, if you have anything else on that i mean i just i, I think we just don't know no. what's gonna happen like i yeah i don't it's it's unprecedented territory for 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 a free agent in the league in some ways uh at least in recent history especially for one as significant as this all right well we'll be back i would assume at the normal time next week on wednesdays you can also catch us on spotify live at three eastern noon pacific every wednesday we get a chance to jump in ask us some questions and you know i guess we'll just see when it's convenient to record it's very convenient to record at this time (laughs) this week yeah really so i'm sure we'll have a lot more to wrap up maybe there'll even be a kd trade in the books or there'll be one close and we'll wait until after that whatever it is but uh we'll keep you posted and thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you all next week at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.